All right, we're recording. Josh, yeah. you're here. I'm here. And it's kind I of think. you I I can attest that you are here. It's kind of weird because it is a Friday, not a Thursday. Yep. I, it, it didn't work out yesterday. It didn't. I got held up and it just, yeah. It did. Yeah, but before up. I knew it, I'm picking up kids from school and all that stuff. So. It, it would have been better if you knew the kids that you picked up. But, that, yeah, I mean, you know. You know, that's another <laughs> problem. So you, you pick up your daughter and a friend of hers <coughs> at school? Yep. Usually I pick up my daughter and a friend. Uh, this week I got, I got one more. Gotcha. Um, some uh, friends of ours are out of town, so I'm okay. helping them out. Very nice. Yep. Very nice. And, and you were in, were you in Milton before that doing engineering? Um, uh, Gulf Breeze, oh, uh, okay. Pensacola. Uh, today I'll be in uh, Milton and Pensacola Beach, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. back in Pensacola. Okay. So. so for strangers to Pensacola, that's a 30-mile Mm-hmm. Radius, uh, yep. sixty mile radius. Depending like on traffic, it's right. a one hour radius. Right, mm-hmm. and uh, has it benefited you for the bridge to be back up? Um, yesterday it didn't because I took the other bridge, but okay. um, but today it will. Okay, yeah. so there's two bridges going over to Gulf Breeze. Yeah, in Navarre in that area. Uh, one you have to pay for. One you have boy, to pay for with taxes. You got to get a loan <laughs> to pay for one up. My yep. goodness gracious! It, what is it now? Five, four fifty or something like I that. I think so. Yeah. One way. Yeah. One way, yep, crazy. Um, uh, but whenever our last big hurricane came through, it well effectively knocked out one of the bridges. The hurricane didn't. The the barges that weren't anchored down uh, took out the bridge. Ron, Ron White says, uh, "I shouldn't be quoting Ron White. <laughs> I cannot believe I, of all the names I forget, I, I remember Ron White. Right to or, quote or your little glass of was a gin or something and, and cigar. Yeah. I'm so sorry. I should not have. But one of the clean things <laughs> I've heard him say it's it's with a hurricane. It's not that." The wind blows. Mm-hmm. It's what the wind blows. Yes. <laughs> and and uh, what, what hurricane was that? That uh, Hurricane Sally. Hurricane Sally mm-hmm. happened to blow barges. Yep. <laughs> into the bridges. Right. Yeah. They weren't anchored down properly, and yeah. so uh, after Sally was over, we had barges on land. We had barges uh, that had, uh, crashed into the bridge. The, the, the newly built bridge. Newly built. Yeah. Uh, wasn't even finished yet. And. Yeah, yeah took it out for several. Uh, see, all the way till May, I think. Was it a year? Um, it wasn't quite a year because uh, the barge was uh, September sixteenth. Okay. Uh, twenty twenty. Okay. Gotcha. And the bridge opened up, I think, May thirty first. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think that was right. Well, it it uh, it does help a lot of people. Yes. You know, having that bridge open for sure. I yep. mean, it, it was crazy for some people. It made several hours <coughs> of a trip that. Sometimes it's, it's thirty oh, yeah. minutes, you know. I I tried, you know, when it was when that bridge was out, all of my meetings and site visits and stuff out to Gulf Breeze or Pensacola Beach or whatever. Um, I tried to I I tried not to have those kind mm-hmm. of meetings. Mm-hmm. And if I had to, I tried to lump them all into, you yeah. know, one day. So because it, it it was a instead of going directly uh, to Gulf Breeze, Pensacola Beach through that, that bridge, yeah. you had to go. You know, to another county, across their bridge, come back, yep. and mm-hmm. you know, into Scambia County, and yeah, <laughs> it, yeah. So thinking of it this way, it, instead of going to from noon to one o'clock, you had to go. You started at noon and you went backwards around the clock back to get to one o'clock. I mean, that's yeah. really the way that it was. Yeah, you it? you easily added a, uh, an hour to your wow. trip out there and back. Yeah, right, and not to mention, I mean, traffic and accidents mm-hmm. and things like that. But anyway. 
So, uh, <clears throat> so the good thing is that we're flexible. Mm-hmm. Usually on Thursdays, I'm very flexible. I come in the office and you know I, I, I get things done at my own um, pace most of the time. So we yeah. were able to be here this morning. Eight o'clock, and you have to go to somewhere around. What do you get? You got to. No. Uh, yeah, in about uh, thirty minutes or so. Gotcha. I gotta get out. <laughs> okay. Well, let's see. It's forty-eight hours since we had class. We had. Uh, Oddly enough, I'm I'm going to be uh, going out looking at a house that was damaged in Hurricane Sally. You so, are. Yeah. Okay. So those those hurricane uh, things last for a long yeah, time. Whenever the insurance company and the homeowner mm. disagree, mm. So I have to get so. a. a, a uh, engineer who's not related to either one go out there and give his opinion. That's so a good idea. I'm, I'm going out there to babysit the other team's engineer. Oh, okay. uh, And then when he's done, I'm going to do uh, my thing and then head on to my next one out of Pensacola Beach. Can, can that... <laughs> uh, do you have to practice some um, tactfulness whenever you're doing something like that? Can, can, it, can it be adversarial? If it, um, it, it rarely ever is adversarial. Because mm-hmm. um, everyone knows they're just kind of there to do a job. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I try not to talk too much because mm-hmm. uh, I, w- I would rather let the other person show their hand than I show mine. Sure. A lot of times yeah. I show up and they don't know I'm the engineer. Okay. <laughs> they think you're just some guy off the street and yeah, interested in what's going on. Yeah, some, some kid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's good with your tablet. Right. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this house looks bad. <laughs> what happened? Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't that the wind blew. <laughs> It was what the it's wind blew. What <laughs> the wind blew. <laughs> That's good. Uh, you've obviously are a fan of Ron White because you have. Uh, well, I <laughs> I was never really a fan of Ron White, but I was a fan of uh, of the other two that yeah. that he always accompanies. Fox, Foxworthy, yep. yeah. uh, or the other three, I guess. Foxworthy. Um, uh, well, I guess two of the other three because yeah. I wasn't really a, a huge fan of. Um, uh, get her done. What's that guy? I can't. Bill. Uh, Bill Ingvall. Yeah, he's the other one. Bill Ingvall. Yeah. Okay, he's my favorite. Yeah, uh, Jeff yeah. Fox, one of the second favorite. Mm-hmm. And then, um, okay. yeah, the the get her done guy. And I can't. I, 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 I can't. usually know his name. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm kind of glad I can't <laughs> remember his name. <laughs> did, did the voice of uh, of Mater on Cars? Oh, that's right. Yeah. He did. You know, he's besides Foxworthy, he's he's. Pretty much the most the person that we've seen the most on on, right. on TV, isn't it? Yep. He, he was a, a bit a bit of trivia that everybody uh, everybody's going to be interested in this. Uh, uh, my nieces um, graduated. Larry the cable guy. There, there you go. go. Larry label. <laughs> wow. Yeah. How can we forget that? My nieces graduated from a uh, private Christian school in uh, near Alpharetta, Georgia, and um, we were at their graduation. <laughs> I looked down. There's Jeff Foxworthy. Huh. How about look at Jeff Foxworthy down there? He's, his kids are graduating with my nieces. Yeah. Nice. That's the yeah. Uh, oh, that's my claim to fame. Six degrees of separation. That's it, man. <laughs> so cool. And uh, I had a I had a teacher that used to be used to work as a, a bank teller and knew uh, George H W Bush. Is that right? Yeah. George H W Bush. Yep. The the, the first first one. one. Yeah. Gotcha. When I lived in Wilmington, we're going to continue to talk about people that we know <laughs> three <laughs> degrees away. When, when, when you live in Wilmington, North Carolina, you're two or three degrees away from Michael Jordan. Right. Because that's where he grew up and his, well, his family, his brother. Uh, and uh, there was a, I, dated a, <laughs> I dated a girl <laughs> that 
her mother worked at a bank where Mrs. Jordan came in. Is that three? I think so. Three, maybe three and a half. Um, and here's, here's, here's my one degree separation. I ran – I can't say it was Michael Jordan himself, but the timing fit at a, at a – uh, and this is when Michael Jordan was daggone Michael Jordan right. with, with the Bulls. I mean, nobody right. – not, not He was the guy on the Nike shoe. Man, oh, man. He was Michael Jordan, man. Right. I mean, uh, prime time, you know what I mean? Had, had won several uh, – in the middle of the dynasty. Mm-hmm. Um, I ran up behind a person in Wilmington at a uh, – at a stoplight, so I was second in line. This Porsche, Porsche was there, Carrera, one of the good ones. Mm-hmm. And uh, this, I could just see the shadow of the driver. He was he's sitting like I'm sitting right now with my, on my right elbow, uh, and I could see the silhouette of his head. And if you know who Michael Jordan is... He has a very distinctive silhouette. From the back, yep. you, you can tell he's, his ears stick out a little bit. And, it looked like him. I don't know if it was, but I'm saying <laughs> that it was him. There you go. There's that. There's this. There's right. that. That's that's why people dig me, man. That's why people like to hang out with me because I, my oh, yeah. Jordan, me. Yeah. <coughs> I we truly don't know what we're talking about. But. No, um, you know. It, speaking of, uh, I don't know randomness. Um, <coughs> a good name for this podcast. <laughs> um, you know, my, my uh, a couple cousins of mine and I are working on our uh, collective genealogies. Are you? And, uh, and, and so, um, speaking of like six degrees uh, of separation, um, I found out that one of my great, 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 great grandfathers um, was the founder of Pawtucket, Rhode Island. Pawtucket, Rhode yeah. Island? There used to even be a family grave there. Like, wow. he started a city. Nice. <laughs> Pawtucket, Rhode Island. Yeah, he was a knife maker. Is that right? Yep. See, I'm even more intrigued with that, actually. So I was, too. Yep. Because you know, I, I was reading in the... Uh, I guess because he was a founder of a city, people have done like a lot of genealogical work on him. Okay. And his family, uh, going back to like uh, uh, London, England, and all this stuff, mm-hmm. and how his family mm-hmm. used to be... Um, like uh, iron, uh, iron smelters, oh, and, yeah. and all this stuff. Sweet. And uh, men were men, <coughs> exactly. And supposedly <coughs> there's like a sword somewhere with his name on oh. it that he had made. Oh come on! Yeah, now. that would be so cool to have. If I ever find that the in a thrift store, sword. Josh, I'll, I'll grab it for you. <laughs> if I find it in Goodwill somewhere, <laughs> yep. I just think it'd be cool to to wield that. Oh know? man, the family sword. No kidding. You know that would be kind of neat. Yep, that would be. I'd, that'd be part of my everyday carry. It should be. <laughs> <laughs> no matter what kind of big shirt you'd have to wear to, to, yeah. to <laughs> Oh, fun. Um, so, Josh, speaking of everyday carry, um, I've started carrying my 380. Okay. Summertime, uh, shorts. I wear shorts in a T-shirt almost all, every day. Right. And the 380, uh, there was a time I went through thinking, 380, you know what, that's not it's almost a gun, mm-hmm. you know, Ruger 380. It's not, it's close, yeah, but not really. I didn't really care. It identifies as a gun, yeah. but it's not really, it really you know, biologically. Right. It was born an <laughs> ungun. You know what I mean? Yeah. <clears throat> but I've 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 recanted that that thought. Mm-hmm. I think it's if you know how if you know how to use it. Right. I think it's a fine gun to carry because mm-hmm. you're carrying something. If you decided to do that, 
that's a valid gun to carry. If you know how, if you shot it, right? If you've taken it to the range, and when you go to the range, that's in your uh, in your cycle of, of shooting to mm-hmm. make sure that the magazines are working, that the trigger's working, <clears throat> that everything is 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 uh, uh, safe, everything's working, and you can shoot the daggone thing if you can right. uh, hit a target, and it doesn't have to be dead on. Mm-hmm. If you hit, I'm just gonna make something up. If you have a target out there, 15 foot away, 10 foot away, and you're able to hit. A silhouette of whatever target, a typical target you're mm-hmm. you're shooting at. That's that's pretty that's pretty good. I'm not gonna say good enough. Maybe it is good enough, but if, right. if you're not hitting that target, you, that's not a that's not a gun that you should carry. Right. Well, we uh, <coughs> we discussed this uh, one time at length in in uh, Gun Club mm-hmm. on uh, Wednesday nights at six thirty to seven thirty, Marcus Boyd Baptist Church. There you go. Um, <laughs> Free advertisement. <clears throat> Where, um, you know, we uh, there's, you know, results of a statistical study of thousands of different engagements uh, of different calibers and stuff. And once you got out of, I think they call it the varmint categories, like mm-hmm. the 22s and the 22 magnums and stuff, and you get into, you know, 380 on up, um, uh, pistol calibers, obviously, yeah. uh, that there was no stati- statistical no statistically significant difference between uh, the effectiveness of a 380 round, a 9 millimeter round, a 40 caliber, 45 caliber, mm. all that stuff, you know, and 380, mm-hmm. things like that. Uh, because, um, you know, it, it, people often equate the larger calibers with stopping power right. and, and things like that. And we've mm-hmm. discussed, you know, what that means mm-hmm. in, in physics terminology yeah. uh, right. a, a lot in Gun Club. But um, when it comes to... Uh, Eliminating a threat, whether that means stopping them or killing them or making them decide they don't want to be pierced anymore, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. there was no statistically significant difference between the 380s and the 40s and the 45s and all that stuff. Do you remember? Did that come from practical research, like uh, emergency rooms and things, or was it from through uh, uh, gel? You know what I mean, with the cavity the way it is. And uh, no, it was uh, based on actual engagement. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. I, I I would totally agree with that, mm-hmm. but I think we also have to talk about. That's assuming you hit what you're aiming. That's at. what I'm yeah. exactly what I'm saying. Right. The, the, <clears throat> the fact of getting it from where it is to where it needs to be right. is an issue too. And that really that really about. applies to every caliber. Yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. But a nine millimeter uh, that's a bigger gun is going. You have a better chance of being more accurate with yes. that gun than you do a small gun. So there's yes, because that. I am horribly. Uh, inaccurate with my 380 pistol. Yeah. Do you? I, I know you shoot that gun, mm-hmm. but do you shoot it? Do you feel like you shoot it enough? When? Uh, well, you know? I'm I'm confident in it uh, in it as a as a concealed carry because yeah. uh, the majority, the overwhelming majority of self defense engagements are very close range. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm not good with it at long range. I don't think yeah. anybody is. Yeah. You know, I mean, you long. are. You hit those targets like like, like nothing well, with the uh, same 380 that I carry. But uh, I've worked on it. <laughs> yeah. I, I've, I've, I've worked on it a lot. But it, it, take, it takes a lot of patience to mm-hmm. pull. My goodness, that trigger is so, it's like a revolver. Yeah. It really is it's the first It's a very, turn. very heavy trigger. Yep, heavy trigger and a little bit of turn to the right, a little bit of pull, a little bit of push, mm-hmm. and it, it's, it's somewhere else. It is a pistol that I can't practice with a lot. Because because it's so small, mm-hmm. the the impact that the recoil makes with your hand hurts. It does hurt. Yeah. So I'm hurt. I'm good for about two maybe three magazines. Yeah. 
that's about it. Well, that, that's good though. <clears throat> I mean, consistent. Mm-hmm. One, you know what? If I, I would say once a month, if you're carrying it, if you've already developed skills, yeah, you know, and you're trying to maintain shooting it once a month, or at least every time you go to the range, right? You know what I mean? How about that? That sounds. Yeah. Um, I watched a show the other day. Um, Me too. <laughs> it was a <laughs> it was a crime show a documentary about a real engagement, and this uh, guy. He um he unfortunately he he killed somebody with a three eighty same gun you and I carry mm-hmm. and it was when he shot the guy the guy had his hands around his neck around yes. the guy's neck that's how close they were they were you right. know what I mean he didn't even aim he just picked it out of his pocket and and shot it. and that's really that's what that gun's for yeah you know what I mean I remember uh, when we were doing the IDPA competitions mm-hmm. <clears throat> one of the um uh, one of the setups they had was uh, your first couple shots weren't aiming shots you were standing directly in front right. of a cardboard target mm-hmm. and uh, you had to draw and shoot from the hip mm-hmm. uh, you know i think two two shots or whatever two. and then you move on to the next target where yeah. you can aim great practice mm-hmm. because chances are i remember <laughs> doing that i remember that stage and i remember thinking that was a different feel than i've ever felt before because the recoil it was down near your waist right, right. So that recoil is totally different than the other. You know, you're one-handed for one. Yeah. Uh, and I was just pointing my imaginary <laughs> gun at you. Wasn't I? Uh, um, and, and the recoil mm-hmm. is different, and it's stronger whenever it's down there. Mm-hmm. I, just, I just remember feeling my arm go back, and trying to get a, a, a second shot off was mm-hmm. was challenging. Yeah. I remember that. It was a good lesson to learn to uh, – to, yep. to practice things like that. That's one of the cool things about IDPA, and I, I, I do miss it, but, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's just a dang hot out. Uh, <laughs> so but, long. Uh, you know, it, it's really a good environment uh, to, to practice shooting from, shooting in a bunch of different scenarios, so whether it's offhand or it's, yep. uh, you know, from your hip or you're aiming or you're walking while you're shooting or you're shooting around a corner or, yep. you know, you're shooting... Uh, or you're, you're rather not shooting because there's a hostage, mm-hmm. you know, something like that. Right. Or you're having to grab a medical bag while you're uh, shooting or, you know, yeah. uh, do a spin kick, moonwalk, shoot from behind the back, that kind of thing. The moonwalk shoot. Yeah. That was fun. That was good. <laughs> I think we all got a lot better whenever we were doing <clears throat> IDPA. Mm-hmm. You, you, you get more confident, too. Absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. I think that's where, personally, where I gained the most confidence in my grip, right? Uh, sight, picture, trigger pull, everything. Yeah, and, and, and that's what we tried to to uh, kind of accomplish with our airsoft setups mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. Is right. um, you know, in an environment where it's we're not uh, dealing with deadly uh, deadly weapons. Yeah. You know, we can set up those types of courses here just at, you know, at the church yep. in different rooms and, and go from room to room and, and practice the same skills yep. with uh, with uh, uh, replica firearms yep. that are uh, airsoft instead. But you still get the trigger pull. Yep. You still get a uh, sight picture and somewhat of uh, a disturbance of uh, first mm-hmm. first pull to the second pull. Yep. Have to reacquire the... the um, the target and obviously gun safety. We do everything as if they're real, real firearms. Yep. Uh, and that's that's we're still doing that. We had to take a little respite from that. Yep. Uh, but we're starting up again. <coughs> September. I think the second weekend of September. Okay. If I'm not mistaken. We're going to do a. Um, Chris is going to be back and, and and do a class. Um. So I'm looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. Very much so. Class. Uh, 
Chris did shot y'all did shotguns again. Yeah, right? uh, lesson three in our shotgun lesson series. Lesson three in shotgun yep. series. Uh, Chris talked about what did he talk about? He talked about uh, different barrel types okay. in shotguns and you know what they're what they're used for, uh, what their advantages and disadvantages are. There you go. And uh, and then we kind of got off on a rabbit trail about mm-hmm. um, uh, shotguns accessories. Um, yes, right. Like. Uh, there's one. It's it's a. It looks like a very 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 short barreled shotgun. It's only got like a six inch barrel or whatever. It looks like <coughs> with a pistol. <laughs> yeah, with a pistol grip. Yeah, three hundred. Yeah. Remington, whatever. Um, and it's Mossberg. it's called was it called a master key or something like that? It's yeah. it's not. It's not intended to be used as a shotgun. It's mm-hmm. intended to have uh, compressed powder ammunition, um, that. Uh, specifically designed for opening uh, locked doors. Did you know that whenever you whenever you answered that question? I didn't. You didn't know nope. that. See, he a- he asked. I don't know how he just phrased it, but the question was, "What do you think this gun is used for?" And it looked yeah. like self defense. But and you said to open locks. Yes. You said yes. And, that's right. And I was, <laughs> you know, a little bit just being facetious because mm-hmm. I'm thinking, you know, mm-hmm. the only. I don't know what it's used for. Maybe it's just for opening doors, you know. Right. So I thought, okay, I'm just going to venture this guess. I didn't expect it to be right. It was right. <laughs> it was right, Specifically yeah. to do that. That's funny. That's <clears throat> funny. So it's used for SWAT teams and things like that. I'm getting, yeah. Right. A very specific uh, reason that gun was manufactured. Yep. Yeah. Which uh, led us to other types of breaching uh, firearms and mm-hmm. things like that. I, <clears throat> I'll never forget... The first time I saw this, it was last Wednesday. I just describe it like this: an AR-15 with a 12-gauge shotgun under the barrel, mm-hmm. melded together to yep. be one firearm. Right. That was the meanest thing <laughs> I think I've ever saw. Somebody said, "Boy, I'll tell you what, man! <laughs> Some people would have a heart attack if they saw that thing." Right. Oh my God! And, and then uh, one guy, he just you just hear him whisper, "That's awesome." Yeah. <laughs> he did. <say> that. <laughs> That's awesome. That's right. I think he was just talking to himself, but it was loud enough. Oh yeah, <laughs> we we all heard it, and yeah. you know we all agreed. <laughs> he said what we were all thinking. <laughs> Do you remember what that was called? I mean, was there a, in the? Um, I don't recall. I, I know the term master key came up for sure there. Okay, okay. So I'm, I'm one, right. I'm, I think that's what it was. Okay. <laughs> Man. Well, after that, Chris started showing these 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 um, devices. Yeah. Off that the top were, of his head, by the way. Just, yeah. <laughs> My goodness gracious. Uh, these devices that were made to shoot however many bullets at the same time yeah. out of a firearm. Uh, yeah, out of a, I think a, a grenade launcher, a oh. grenade launcher attachment. Okay, <laughs> uh, which is forty millimeter. Um, you know these different inserts that will, um, you know, sling different types of projectiles, or uh, a forty millimeter insert that uh, contains within itself several small barrels oh, yeah. that can hold. Uh, like a dozen or so uh, 22 rounds. You know who's to blame for all this? Engineers. That's who's to blame for all this, making all this stuff, man. And, and I think it was called a hornet's nest or something like that, which I think is, yeah, very appropriately named. Wow. But, uh, you know, that you pull the trigger on that, and you, there's just, you know, all these 22. Unbelievable. <laughs> coming Unbelievable. at you. 
and a little bit of kick too. Yeah. Does that thing have a kick? A little bit. <laughs> yeah. You, you don't think of you know a twenty-two caliber having much kick, and it usually doesn't. But when you multiply, mm-hmm. but when you shoot, you know, twelve of them at once, <laughs> that's crazy. You'll feel it. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, you're right. Uh, he continues to impress Chris. He just talks about these things. He, this was made for. I mean. Nobody in that room <laughs> until Wednesday has even heard about half of the stuff he right. was talking about, and he went on to talk about when it was ma- who manufactured. Yeah, what you know, I mean, it's crazy. <laughs> He's, he must have spent his life just reading those, you know, researching it. Right. Those, well, the, the funny thing is, um, I didn't know this until a couple months ago, but uh, at an engineering firm I used to work for, um, you know, usually the way it's set up is you have the engineers and then working underneath those are all the draftsmen. Yep. And uh, there's a, a draftsperson. Um, it was uh, um, it, it was his aunt. And I didn't know that until a couple months ago because he just happened to come up to me after, after church when I said, oh, hey, so-and-so said hi. I'm like, what? So <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, she's my aunt. And so, you know, I immediately, you know, went home and, yeah, pulled her up on Facebook and messaged mm-hmm. her because you know, uh, you know, she and I have kept in touch over, over mm-hmm. the years. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> I didn't know that was your nephew. He, you know, he teaches in the gun club. He's like the you know most knowledgeable guy there. Uh, and she's like, oh yeah, he's been into that stuff since he was you know since he was a kid. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so yeah. He's been studying guns all his life. <laughs> uh, his dad. His dad uh, was a detective. Yeah. Uh, back in the day, back yep. whenever. And he's law enforcement now too. Yep. Yep. He's law yep. enforcement now too. Uh, detective. Whenever revolvers, there weren't even semi-autos. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They just carried revolvers. And I've heard him tell stories. We should have him come in. We will have him come in and tell us some stories about. Yeah. About um about his dad and him and stuff. So it's fun. He's he's <laughs> a good and he's he's. He's stepping up and doing more, yeah. uh, you know, and going to even do more in the future. Yep. Which uh, is an asset to us for sure. Yeah, for when sure. we did uh, our previous series, Rifles, Ballistics, and Theology, uh, you and him split the, the gun content mm-hmm. like half-half. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, this time with shotguns, since you and I are both kind of weak in that area, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. he's doing all of the gun content yep. and uh, I'm doing all the Bible content. Yep. So that's been a lot of fun. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. I, and I'm trying to keep up with the social media stuff, yep. you know, get, just making sure the pictures are done in uh, Facebook Live, by the way, where Wednesday nights, yep. you know, Pensacola Shooting Sports, we go for Facebook Live. Um, and it's just from a phone, so the mm-hmm. video is trying to work it out where I can use a, a mirrorless camera and make it look better. We're, we'll get there. Right. We'll get there. So, um, anyway, it was fun. Uh, mm-hmm. We have one guy who's who's continuing to come back, so we're, we're netting one, one new guy, which is great. Yep. Um, and uh, uh, Michelle and um, Les were back. I haven't seen them in a while. Yep. Uh, had a couple people back that came back from COVID, which we're yep. happy about. And, um, yeah, we're doing pretty good with that. And we'll uh, st- start up Airsoft again, like we said, starting Saturday, two Saturdays from now, I think it is, three Saturdays from now. Second like weekend. That, yeah. We'll, we'll keep talking about that. Um, Josh, anything else before you have to head on down the road, brother? I think I'm good. Okay, man. Thank yep. you. Appreciate yep. you coming by, okay? Alrighty. See y'all.